0: Hey, and welcome to This Week in Games, a podcast series from the fine people at Deconstructor of Fun. The concept of this series is simple. Your hosts are Joseph, Kim, and myself, Nishka Katkov. The goal is to highlight and deconstruct a few of the most relevant, latest news in games. And most importantly, we will save your time and keep these series very, very short. So hit us up on Twitter to let us know which news topics you want us to talk about next and hit the subscribe button to hear us deconstruct the latest news. Enjoy. Alright, this week in games. Kicking off with five stories. So we're going to talk about EA acquires <laughs> industrial toys. Number two, The Walking Dead augmented reality game is live. Number three, app marketing platform AppLovin and Lunch's mobile app publishing studio called Lion Studios. Number four, Tilting Point invests $132 million in user acquisition for mobile games. And number five, Fortnite Android release date is out. New downloads ahead of the mobile launch. So, JK, what do you want to talk about first?
1: Well, let's start with number one. EA acquires industrial toys. Mishka, what do you think?
0: All right, so this is a, this is a very interesting story, and, and um, let's talk about industrial toys a little bit. It's a Pasadena-based studio led by Alex Seropian, who's a Halo co-creator. Former CEO of Bungie Studios, former exec at Disney Interactive, and especially I want to mention this because it's important. He's one of the the makers of Myth series, an amazing PC game. Anyways, the the studio was founded in 2012 and most recently released its latest game in 2016. It's only a 14 person team, and and they have really worked on sort of a, a almost like a like a triple a approach of making games so they started off with with interact graphic novel for midnight rises then they made the first midnight star game and they followed it with midnight star renegade now if we look at the numbers the games weren't that successful but they, they were pretty high quality and and the, the approach that they took in the shooter genre was very interesting so let's talk about ea a little bit as well and then kind of sum it out why ea did it so when you look at EA's mobile pr- portfolio, you can kind of divide it into mid-core sports simulation story and casual. So their sports games are doing extremely well. The FIFA, the NBA, you know, the UFC somewhat, but real racing and e for speed all successful games. Their simulation games like Sims and SimCity are crushing it. Their story games, Simpsons, their casual games, Plants vs. Zombies, and even on the mid the Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes are all pretty stable. The key problem here is that most of their biggest earners are pretty old and, you know, about 25 percent comes from that mid-core RPG category. So it doesn't, you know, it's not out of the park that they're going for a developer that is making a shooter because two other studios are in L.A., ea studios there's dice and there's respawn so basically we're, we're saying that battlefield titanfall and star wars are all made in in the la area naturally dice is also made in stockholm but still the battlefield studio is there so you can kind of see it that that the uh the industrial toys they have an excellent team they have a phenomenal lead um ea doesn't have really shooter games on mobile but they do have first person shooters on 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 uh, on console and pc the the shooter studios are in la industrial toys in la so i think it's a it's a pretty great fit where ea gets their hands on on a team that has shipped a mobile shooter and that team is close to their you know their major uh, fps studios and finally we need to talk about the market as well so if we divide the market in sort of a sports casino, casual mid-core games, we can see that the mid-core games are are bringing in the majority of the revenue, actually 45% of the revenue uh, every quarter. Um, and the mid-core category can be further divided into sort of a strategy, RPG, MOBAs, card battlers, and action games. And when you further look at the market, you can see that that really the only category of mobile in mid-core is action that is growing. Everything else is pretty stable. Everything else has pretty stable revenues, slightly inclining. Downloads are, are almost declining, but action category is, is just booming. And that is naturally because of, of, of actually a couple of subcategories in, in the action games. First and foremost, it's it's yes, it's the battle royale games, but also first-person shooters and shooter games, uh, first-person shooters like Guns of Boom and shooter games uh, like Contract Killers and others, those categories are growing as well. Uh, double digits triple digits even even in terms of revenue so as a conclusion i think ea buying industrial toys is a great thing it's a it's a phenomenally talented team uh located very close to the key uh key franchises ea's key shooting franchises and uh, and the market is supporting that because the market is growing in that specific category so phenomenal cash from ea uh as the next news, yeah, yeah go
1: ahead, I got to go agree with you, Mishka, but um, let, let me ask you a question. How much do you think this is a reaction to Fortnite, or do you, do you think this has been kind of, you know, mm-hmm. in the works even ahead of that, just given how long acquisitions I think, take?
0: I think it's it's always in works because how long acquisition takes and because that's what M&A teams are are doing. I mean, everything is kind of in work, but you're absolutely right. Definitely uh, the rise of... of of, of battle royale games but also supporting the rise of fps is actually a thing and the, the rise of shooting games again after deer hunter those are all supporting the sale and and naturally on the other side you know midnight star and and the um and midnight star renegade weren't that successful game so that kind of pushed as well uh probably the team to sell at some point they tried to create their own ip right. and and ea just offers that so you're absolutely right. the the the, uh, the timing is perfect, but um, I think it's perfect for both.
1: Yeah, and, and and totally agreed with you. I mean, we've we've seen some games like Pixel Gun 3D mm-hmm. in like the top 100, 150, and I I think that the there's there's certainly like a growth in uh, twitchier games. Uh, it hasn't really taken a hold that much in, in Western markets, but um, seems like it, it's starting to become a little bit more acceptable now, especially with, with Fortnite. And, you know, I, I'm just wondering if, if this acquisition could be like the next capital games for, for EA, where, you know, capital games made star Wars galaxy, if you mm-hmm. um, but in, in the FPS category. So I totally agree with you. I think it's a, it's a great pickup by EA. And um, I, I, I definitely agree that the, the reputations of the guys Part of that studio are, are, are certainly very
0: impressive. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm just excited. I'm very excited about the, the games that they would make. So, so <laughs> this is just a gamer in me talking. <laughs> but, um, but, but yeah, um, let's move to uh, to a bit of a different news, and and talk about app marketing platform app lobbying launching mobile uh, mobile publishing studio called Lion Studios. Um, can you can you talk about that?
1: Yeah, so you know, it it's it's very strange. So so App Lovin is, is is an ad network and uh you know the the news here is that they're starting their their own mobile app publishing studio. Um, but when you look at some of the games as part of their portfolio, um, what kind of jumps out at you is that these are um very high volume, low revenue games. And so I think they've got one idle game called Cash Inc., which has done like 14 million. Mm-hmm. Downloads and has, uh, but but only done like 1.8 million in revenue, which which leads to like a 12 cent RP. And but if you look at some of their other, especially their higher volume titles like uh, Draw In, which has 21 million downloads, or Love Balls, because who doesn't <laughs> love balls? Yeah, of course. Um, it, it's like uh, 0.1 cent RP. So like you're really wondering, like how do you how do you even do UA with that kind of you know RP? um so uh, yeah i i don't know it, it's 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 very strange what how you know how this business makes any sense um i i certainly don't get it um but uh you know and and, and then the, just just the the whole program there you know part part of the um part of the news was that apple is going to give out 400k to four game developers but oh when you look at like the the at least the the current life of product revenue against uh some of the their key titles i mean most of those titles haven't even made 100k so it's yeah it, I, I don't know for, for me this this doesn't quite compute but again hmm. maybe there's something i'm just totally missing
0: uh how about the uh, ad revenue is there you know those are not in in the uh in the revenue that's,
1: data yeah that's true um ad ad revenue is is is, is but I, I what i would say is that even in the highest case, let let let's say that um, that the games, you know, typically I would say um, most like idle games or games of that nature uh, drive anywhere from forty to sixty percent of their revenue in on the ad side relative mm-hmm. to IAP. But even if it was. Eighty percent or ninety percent of the revenue, it it the numbers just still don't. Yeah, you know, when when you're at 0.1% RPI, <laughs> yeah, I I I don't know. Maybe maybe it's a hundred percent ad revenue, and I'm just not seeing it. But yeah, at, at least from the IAP side, it, it it's, it's 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 um it's definitely very, very strange. At, at least when you compare it to to other games where, you know, the the mix of the IAP revenue is is closer to you know thirty to fifty percent
0: yeah we need to talk about that in in some upcoming uh sections about the uh the ad monetization because it's it can be pretty significant but the the question is is it that significant that it would justify those um those install rates yeah yeah that okay so let's move on to the next piece of news then which is as well as puzzling and this is tilting point investing 132 million in user acquisition for mobile games and um it's it's kind of interesting because this is sort of a repeat from 2016 when Tilting Point launched this sort of a 12 million uh, user acquisition fund called Game Alliance, and the approach was to lower the CPIs and increase the LTV, which is essentially everybody's approach. And in a year, the month, and and when we look at the um, how successful, because they they were mentioning in the news and the venture beat, they were saying that that the uh, the previous 12 million uh, Game Alliance fund was very successful and. You know looking at the numbers uh, you can you can definitely see that they have been very successful during the past year and the revenues have been quadrupled but they have been quadrupled from below 10 k to a little bit of below thirty k a day on on average and and it just it doesn't look like um like a twelve million dollar user acquisition run rate let let alone the hundred thirty two million uh oh, dollar user acquisition run rate. So, so what am I so,
1: missing here? Yeah, so I, I think what they mean by the $132 million is not not necessarily a run rate, but just uh, probably total available funds for user acquisition against the titles that they're publishing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I, what I would say is it, it feels like this is more marketing than anything else. You know, I, I, I don't have any inside information on this, but um, mm-hmm. it, it feels like this is probably not like $132 million coming from their balance sheet. But just might be, you know, uh, funding for UA against receivables. So something like Apollon.vc. So, you know, you have a game that's generating um, IAP revenue and there's like a history of that revenue. And then, you know, um, so, you know, uh, the first party platforms like Apple and Google will pay you after a certain mm-hmm. period of time. And so basically what you're, yeah. what you're bas- basically doing is factoring those receivables and getting a loan from like a pollen or from a bank and i I feel like that's probably closer to what they're doing is based upon you know the kpis or metrics of the game uh, they're they're able to get funding against um, the user acquisition Um, the strange part though is that a couple of the terra genesis which Um, they claim they sort of 10 X the revenue and photo finish where they um, said that they have 32 X the revenue. When you look at the numbers, at least from, you know, looking at the data that we've uh, that, that I pulled Mm -hmm. from from our friendly partner sensor tower is um, uh, you know, so, so Terra Genesis um, sort of current life of product 3.9 million downloads against 1.6 million in revenue gives you about a 42 cent RP. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's been roughly, you know, two years since Terra Genesis Launch so probably that 42 cent rp is pretty close to their LTV. Um and similarly for, for photo finish 6.7 million downloads two two and a half million in revenue 38 cent RP. And it's just hard to imagine that you could actually do user acquisition at scale against um RPs and LTVs that are that low. Um, so so yeah you know similar to 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 sort of um, uh, the the app app loving news, it, it's you know I, I find myself also sort of scratching my head and trying to figure out what is going on here. Um, yeah. I, I know they're also representing um, you know disruptor beam, uh, Star Trek timelines, and and certainly I think that's a game where there's you know fairly significant um LTV and you can you can definitely throw throw uh you know a fair amount of money against user acquisition against that game but some of the other games that they've mentioned I yeah quite don't understand that bit
0: well it you know it then looks like to be like um, a marketing campaign which makes sense i mean they they got a ton of attention with, with that sort of a, that size of a, of a budget that they can throw at at user acquisition. And perhaps that will help them to land some, some bigger partners and actually start using those, those, um those balances. So there might be, you know, the, it might be a marketing play as well. As yeah. Said. Um,
1: but yeah, may, maybe on to more positive news. How, how yeah. about we talk about uh, the walking dead augmented reality game going live by, yeah. yeah. By next game.
0: So <clears throat> So I've, I've been testing this game. You know, I, I have a dog, so I walk the dog, and I play the game. <laughs> nice. That's that's kind of yeah. We we both get our exercise. But um, yeah. If we talk about the market overall, and and not even augmented reality games, it's more of a location-based games because the augmented reality is sort of a, like a marketing ploy. And in addition to these, well, if we if we look at location-based games and we look at Pokemon Go. Two years after after the launch, it's it's bigger than ever. The monthly revenues are are easily at around twenty million dollars, with about one point five million in installs. And in fact, it had the most users in May since summer of two thousand sixteen, since basically it launched. Uh, at the same time, the marketing the market is heating up. Well, heating up is kind of the war, wrong word. There's just a couple of more additions coming in, and we saw Jurassic World. Uh, just come out. So 2.5 million stalls, I believe in two months and a nice 5.5 5 millions in revenue in this short amount of time. So, you know, they came, a, came at the same as, as you know, but it, it, came, <laughs> it came with the movie. It was a big launch campaign. Yeah. Um, the game is clearly, you know, it's made by Ludia. It's deeper than Pokemon Go, a little bit deeper than Pokemon Go. It has a lot of, you know, retention mechanics and 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 all those those basics that that Pokemon Go is kind of missing, as well as a slightly improved battle system. Anyway, it it was a it was a successful launch, and we'll we'll see how the game performs now that the movie is kind of going to DVD. Yeah. But but um but at the same time we know that Harry Potter from Niantic is coming out this year so right. so in that sense the market is a little bit heated up and 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 before talking about um, Walking Dead Our World we should talk a little bit about the uh, the design of location based games and as Adam Telfer wrote on on the uh, deconstructor of fun blog um, the success of, of Pokemon Go was partly based on branding partly based on virality. But mostly because of the retention differences when using location as a trigger for gameplay. And as a as as an example for for these triggers for gameplay, you know we see the sort of a visual trigger to enter the game. For example, for for me, it's a notification of my chest timer in Clash Royale. Uh, then I go into the game and I had a, have a short effective session. And an effective means that I go from from angry to satisfied of like <laughs> losing a couple of battles and then winning a couple of battles, but but i feel that the the session is is quick and and effective and i have variable rewards so sometimes i win sometimes i lose but nevertheless it's always the chest that gives me the variable rewards and through that i'm building that long term investment so i'm i'm reaching my higher level league tiers i'm i'm you know getting closer to my guild and i'm i'm i am goddamn i've been playing that game for 3 years but yes i am <laughs> investing over the long time so that's a sort of a typical mobile game with, with their uh, triggers that are either external, such as those push notifications, or sort of an internal where I'm, you know, waiting for my dog to, you know, play outside or whatever. I'm, I'm kind of bored and I'm, I'm playing this game. But with location-based games, they kind of offer a new type of trigger. And that is you walking around the world, you being in new places you or being in the same places. So you're going to pick up a coffee uh, you're walking your dog. You're 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 you know you're always checking your phone for for new Pokemon's, and and because of that, the trigger is actually everywhere. As long as you're moving around, you'll get the trigger. You're commuting. That's the trigger. So, uh, you know those location-based games when they're working, they build a psychological trigger to play the game when you're on the move. And I think. And you know as adam said that's that 's very powerful driver, very powerful trigger that that drives more repeat sessions and higher longer longer term retention. But the major question nevertheless is, will the players have appetite to play multiple of location based games because you know they they take quite a while, and do you want to be checking out multiple uh, games when you 're doing your walk when you 're going to to uh, to your when you 're commuting and so forth and here comes the um, the Walking Dead, our world. Uh, arguably, it has better IP than Jurassic World because Jurassic World is a movie and kind of comes and goes, the Big Bang, and then it kind of disappears unless you're a really big fan of of the uh, dinosaurs. But uh, Walking Dead is is here and it has been for a very long time, and it's one of the biggest shows on on TV. So so in that sense, uh, it's a phenomenal IP. Uh, from from the gameplay perspective. It kind of makes sense. I mean, I walk around, I kill zombies, I save survivors, I bring them back, back to my safe house. I earn a card in that game, and I earn them a lot. There's so much cards you're earning, it's kind of crazy. And then I upgrade my stuff. I upgrade um, a different um, resource caps, I upgrade my guns, and then I kill more zombies. But... I don't know. It it the game feels very, very easy, even easier than than um Pokemon Go to play because it's almost impossible to fail when fighting okay. zombies. Uh, the core gameplay is just tapping, 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 and you do headshots and that's it. Uh the good part about the game is that the guild system. I think it's really great because it's location based and, and you know the guilds are probably close by to you and you completing challenges with, with that guild. But personally, personally, I see this game having a hard time competing with Pokemon Go. Uh, can it do better than than Jurassic World um, Alive? Uh, we'll see over the time, but initially the numbers look weaker. But that might be also because Jurassic World has just had that massive movie launch, and and that drove the numbers up for for initial assaults. But but looking at looking at the data on Sensor Tower, it seems like they're half or even less. Of of installs from launch and and the uh, the revenue rate is slightly lower. So it comes back to to you know how excited people are not only about Walking Dead, but how excited they are about playing multiple location based games, as well as how good is the design of this game. Uh, you know the, we can we can argue about that is it better than Jurassic World Alive or or Pokemon Go, but but um but that's that's a that's sort of a different deconstruction. So what are your thoughts? Yeah,
1: so you know, since, since I'm an employee of, you know, NBC Universal, it's, it's hard for me to comment on the specific numbers, (laughs) but I, I will say that, um, the numbers are really good and that I was pretty like, for me, I actually was initially very, you know, sort of, um, concerned about, you know, location-based games in general and, and Jurassic. Mm -hmm. Um, but for whatever reason, I actually would also argue a bit in terms of the IP that, um, you know, Jurassic World is um, amazingly just an extremely strong IP, and I, I think that there's kind of like um, you know uh, there, there's there's like a combination effect. I think one there there are just there's there's an audience out there that just loves dinosaurs and mm-hmm. in addition to that um there's also just the app store the app store for Jurassic World is just a lot cleaner right so when when you when you're looking at the Walking Dead there's a number of existing games with like extremely high um download volume so
0: being able to yeah telltale
1: and, and Scopely right. and
0: even next games right
1: right so so getting organic installs um on a competitive basis based upon all of the the app store collision is is a lot more difficult so um, you know, again, without saying too much about how well Jurassic World Alive is doing, I, 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 you know, you know, I, I'd say it's it's doing better than probably people think or, um, mm-hmm. <laughs> what, what the numbers would say, but, um, and I, you know, I, I think part of that is IP and, um, you know, part of it might be the game. Uh, one of the things I, I noticed, although I, I don't play location based games because. I never move. I, am in one. I'm in one <laughs> spot. But, you know, just just. You should get a dog. <laughs> yeah, I, I should, um, as, as as a guy who's just in one spot. When I'm playing Jurassic World Alive, I can actually attack somebody mm-hmm. from where I am. But, in our world, I, I can't. I can't attack anybody. I I need really? to like get up and go somewhere. <laughs>
0: Okay, yeah, because in my neighborhood, this is infested with zombies. Uh, oh, okay. so I, I don't even have to leave. But, I see. But um, <laughs> you know, there, there's a ton of it. But, but I'm, I'm really happy to hear that the numbers for Jurassic World Alive are good. And then better than anticipated because that means the numbers for Walking Dead, I hope, was yeah, good so, and even better than anticipated because right, right. I'm, you know, I'm rooting I, for
1: that. I, I, I'm also a big fan of Next. I uh, really like those guys, um, and I, 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 you know, it's, it's also best interest, just you know, given that they're partners of ours as well, that um, I, I hope they do really well as well.
0: All right, fingers crossed for for uh, for Jurassic World Alive and for uh, for sure, for sure, for the uh,
1: <laughs> for, for, for our the world, Walking yeah.
0: Dead. Yeah. So, last piece of news for this week is the Fortnite and Android release. So yeah,
1: maybe I could.
0: That, that's a big. Sure. Thing. Let me
1: let me summarize that a bit. And and basically, this news um, about the Fortnite Android release date, uh, new download news ahead of the mobile launch, and basically the story is saying that one, if you just look at the Apple platform numbers for Fortnite, it's um, estimated to have made a hundred million in worldwide uh, player spending to date even despite you know the the super high min spec on iOS which to me is still mind boggling um the you know the other points that they made is that um uh there's been rumors of the Android release, release brewing um and 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 the rumors are that it will happen later this month um also epic announced an apparent release date for a version of a um, Fortnite Battle Royale for the Chinese market, which also included Android, to be July twenty fourth. So, you know the um, so so the indication there is that potentially the Android release will also come on that date, July twenty fourth. So we'll be coming up pretty soon. Um, so what do you think, Mishka? If if this if Android launches July twenty fourth, I mean, you know, how can the biggest I th- I game think- in the world become even bigger? Well, China, 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 <laughs> yeah.
0: China. That's, that's the key. Yep. But, but it's not only China. It's also Korea, which is almost 100% Android. And it's also Japan, which is what, like 50% Android? And, and the interesting part about Japan and, and Korea, and especially Japan, is that we have the Netmarble games, Knives Out, that has been doing phenomenally well despite the launch of PUBG and despite right. the, the launch the of, of Fortnite. Yeah. yeah, the NetEase, because at the same time, we had the Rules of Survival NetEase in the West. And that game was was very successful prior to launch of Fortnite. After Fortnite launch it kind of faded away pretty quickly, but Knives Out has been keeping up. So I predict that once once Fortnite launches, they, that will be the end of Knives Out, even though that's the favorite game <laughs> name name for a game. <laughs> but I predict it will be in a in a big bubble.
1: You so. know, I mean one of the things I, I remember when we're, you know, kind of discussing uh Fortnite in our Slack channel, way way back then, one of the things that we noticed is that *Knives Out* um, the the audience is primarily from Japan, right? Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. yeah, I, it might go down, but then again, I don't know. May, maybe because it it, it is so uh, focused on on a single market, uh, who knows? Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe it, it might be a little bit safer.
0: Yeah, that's the Japanese market. You're absolutely right. Japanese market is tough. They might consider it as their own game. They're very nationalistic in that sense. So maybe it's developed in the, in Japan and they kind of just love that game and and will play despite everybody else in the world playing Fortnite or PUBG. So that <laughs> might happen. But definitely, you know, Chinese are are for sure going. I mean, they're I believe that's the biggest market for PUBG. So it will be very interesting to see how how um how Fortnite um prevails on that market and especially because both of the games are 10 cents games and i think there's litigations between them they're copying each other The PUBG is copying the the battle pass model the fortnite is copying the whole game (laughs) it's kind of it's very interesting but everything is a win for 10 cents
1: yep um, yeah, you know, kind of off topic, but one of the things that I, I think is pretty cool about some of these Chinese companies is that when they feel that there's a good macro or like, you know, like good high level market opportunity, they don't want to take any micro or execution risk. And so they'll do like mm-hmm. three plays. Let's have three games. <laughs> Let's have three teams because <laughs> one of them is not yep. successful.
0: <laughs> yeah. But- yeah. If it <laughs> makes sense, it, you know, <laughs> just pull the trigger, right? Pull several triggers. Yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. But yeah, you know, so for me, I I'm definitely very much looking forward to um, Android release date. Uh, also looking forward to, um, you know, I, I think they they posted min spec there as well, which is uh, looked like it was pretty high as well. Um, will be very interesting to see how many how many downloads this game gets. And, you know, if, if, if it gets more downloads and devices uh, uh, in the market. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll just have to see.
0: Awesome stuff! I think we covered all the main news for this week. We got it. And for all, yeah, for all the listeners, hit the subscribe, and hit us up on Twitter, and let us know which news you want us to cover next time. That's it.
1: All right. Bye.
0: Bye.